Hey there, welcome to the Sam and IJ podcast. This space is dedicated to sincere discussions about life and its issues. We hope you enjoy it. So this is episode five. Yes. Yeah? Okay. But the next four episodes are going to be focusing on something specific. Mm-hmm. Um, another interesting topic. Last four episodes was talking about relationships, great relationships, and um, we had fun on that one. And thanks to everyone who's listened so far. Yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Yeah. Now the next four episodes, we are going to be focusing on another um, topic. I don't know if it's a hot topic, but who knows? But it's a topic that recycles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in different shapes and forms. Mm-hmm. And next four episodes, we're going to be talking about. The differences between guys and girls, mm-hmm. men versus women. Um, but uh, let's start with a brief introduction. Into the total idea, right? Yes. Okay. So, what's the introduction again? Ha! This is the difference between men and women. Hey, now you are the genius now. But you don't know what's up with the topics now. This. Oh, yeah, what's the topic again? Okay. So, let's start with an introduction, right? Okay. And we said, um, one of the things we wanted to. In- addressing this introduction really is how we want to do debates going forward okay. or how we think debates should be done okay right um because if there's one thing i've seen um in our day and time is the polarization that topics cause mm-hmm. so everybody is always black and white you're either produce or produce yeah. you're either this party or that party you're either um what, what do they call them patriarchy fc or feminist cousin or it's always there's always that divide right and it's even beyond boys versus girl type of thing and i don't know if an alien were looking were to look at twitter it's like are these good teenagers right but my and it's something that is a little worrisome Mm. for me the concern is are you really saying that adults now right because these are not we're not kids are you really saying that there's no way that adults can actually have healthy debates let me tell you something interesting oh yeah tell me i'm sure you know this that this current atmosphere of arguments a lot of arguments was actually there's a part of it that was socially engineered Hmm. by the social media companies did you know that did you know that like 10 15 years ago twitter wasn't this bad but then in order to 15 years ago it wasn't 10 years yes 10 years um 10 yes it wasn't 10 15 years ago it wasn't this bad but social um Twitter guys found out that they needed to i think there's even a documentary on it too. yeah i've seen the documentary yeah so the, the twitter guys wanted to get more engagement wanted to get people staying longer on social media so they began to engineer it in such a way that the they made the algorithm to bring topics that they've noticed that you have passion for and all that so what it did is was it's it conclu- continues to flood your face with topics that are important to you and so as the more you see them, the more you are stirred up and the more emotional you get, yeah. the more, the deeper the conversations and the more you are engaged, the longer you stay. And the longer you stay, the more you have to say and the more you have to say, yeah. But my angle to this thing is, right, um, I think technology doesn't create, I think it just emphasizes, Yeah, it, it can amplifies, stress, yeah, it amplifies stuff. Do you yes. understand? But so, the amplification is an issue. It will definitely is an issue, right? But if we look at time, if we walk through history since... Yeah, definitely. People, human beings have always loved... We've always had divides, right? And my question is, how have we always treated this divide? Are you Mm. really saying that 
throughout our history now to present and to our future, it will never get to a point where we really stop shouting at each other and start talking to each other. Mm. So, um, I think there's actually a way that we can make, have more meaningful conversations. It's something I've thought about too and it's something I've also tried to personally adopt. Mm -hmm. So, my even my social media behavior has changed over the years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it has. It's, okay. It might not upset you because of your own anti-social media spirit. Let's not go there but, now. But, I, I, it's actually better and okay. I get more meaningful conversations. There's a way to go about it actually. Yeah, tell me now. Okay. So, the first thing I would say is um, we have to accept that, first of all, people cannot say things the same way. There okay. will always be differences in the way we see. Definitely. Because of our different perspectives and all that. And I, I actually believe that there is objective truth on some issues. There are some things that are the truth. As far as we can tell, there are some things that are objectively true. Hmm? And there are some things that are not objectively true. There are some things that um, is all a matter of perspective. There are some things that we can be sure of, and there are some things that is just a matter of perspective, right? So we need to know the difference between them. We need to know, need to know things that we can know for sure, and the things that we cannot know for sure. And so, and that is the reason why, when it comes to topics of on things that we cannot know for sure, mm -hmm. we have to have that space and respect for other people's views to see how much you can get from people's perspective and how much they can also get from your perspective to make make each person stand richer and all that and then there are some things that we can know for sure and when we are dealing with that we're dealing with such such topics of things that we can know for sure right and and people differ there's still a way to go about it that you can you know have meaningful conversations with the person and get people to come and see what is objectively true over time i do believe so well i, I so what you said will make be absolutely wonderful if everybody is thinking this way right my question really is from what we've seen from time like time past trying to isolate places where there have been heavy debates right what have we always seen about human beings especially when there are things they are passionate for especially when so you're dimensioning it against things that are objective truths things that you can shift on and how to approach those two issues but people might not even think about it that deep. They might just be passionate about all of them. Oh, right. I get you. Age will... I think age is one of the things that makes things clearer, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know that old people debate this way, right? But young people are passionate about issues. Mm. And when when you mix that passion with what issues they want to do, like there's cancel culture, there's standing for you. And, and I'm like, I don't know. Mm. I don't know that I have the answers i just think i have an approach or let me put it this way i just know that we can't continue going on like this mm. like it makes no sense mm. and it's something that i've always said um i hope i can articulate it well where at the end of the day um because data doesn't lie right when you find out that you're doing so much of a certain action and it's not yielding the results mm. that the said action you're doing you're claiming that you want it to yield even if you want to keep deceiving yourself, people that I watch will keep will find themselves not pandering to that method anymore because they find out that it's really not doing much. Mm. So let me use an example. I think the generations that will come much after, I'm not even talking Gen Z's now. Mm -hmm. I think the generations that will come after Gen Z's will see how 
both millennials and Gen Zs did um, took activism culture and the things they stood for and look at the results. By the results, I'm talking of the way the world would be in, that, in their day and time and look at it and measure both of them up and be like, you guys didn't, like, everybody was just shouting and talking about issues, but for them, real life didn't feel like it changed much, right? Which, and that, that, that doesn't take away the fact that people put a lot of effort into the things they did or that they felt really passionate. But what that tells me is that there is a better way to be able to, if what you're really trying to do, um, what I'm saying is if there are ways, if what we are really looking for is to make a change, to move something from point A to point B, right, that's, that's at least what we we'll use to measure if it was effective or not. I think that by the time the future generations are coming, I hope they won't call our generation a generation that really was just noisemakers. <laughs> yes, noisemakers that were just arguing trending for and always talking. And the other thing about I can't remember who I I, I read a, I read a write up once. Yeah, I can't remember what the person was saying, but it's it sounded something around how the fact that we do a lot of activism, especially online activism, kind of tricks our minds to thinking that we're really doing something doing something yeah, yeah 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 yeah. i read that too about how that the dopamine and serotonin release that comes from winning arguments and talking about things makes you have the same satisfaction and sense of fulfillment as if you've actually done something yep. so at the end of the day the society that argues the most and talks the most is actually the society that does the least and the society that didn't have the opportunity of having a place to argue will now will end up doing more you know, so to speak. And it makes sense, actually. I noticed it, too, actually. I noticed it in a different way. My own experience was different. But I noticed that um, periods where you stay protracted on social media, the longer I stay, the, the shallower my thoughts become. I don't know how to explain it. My deepest thoughts come when I stay far away, when I don't talk too much yeah. for a protracted period. That's where I get deeper thoughts. But periods when I stay for long on social media, my thoughts start getting shallow. I get more reactionary. And when that happens, I begin to know that, okay, it's time to slow down and stay away from social media. It's true, actually. Talking a lot actually makes you shallower, truly. Yep. So to come back to what I want us to discuss, really, is just around how do we have healthy debates? Okay, okay. So, so let's even first start. Do we really think it's something we can pull off? By, by the time you put all the different moving parts together... I think we can reduce it. Hmm. We can reduce it. We can have more meaningful debates. But before we get to the how, let's anchor something. Let's paint the picture of what will, it will look like for for um, a healthier debate. A healthier debate. Let's paint healthier the picture okay. of what it will look like, and then we can now think of how we'll get there. Okay. So, what do you think that looks first like? First one is the first picture thing that comes to mind is that a healthier debating culture is one where people can differ. And still have relationships. I think so too. Very important. It's very important. Yeah. If we can differ on some things and we can still have a relationship, then we can say that we have a healthier debating culture. Um I think another thing I will add is if because because we're not talking for just talking sake, like uh, we're not I don't know, mm -hmm. I don't talk at this. Mm -hmm. I think another um point to put will be where there is actual change. Mm. Right, where something actually moves, mm. where mm. we get from, even if we don't get to point D, but at least we get from point we A to, to point B. We make some progress. We make progress, right? Mm. Um, if not, if not, it will frustrate both parties. Mm. Yeah, 
Another healthy, healthy debating culture is a culture where straw manning and other kind of fallacies like that. That means misrepresenting other people's points, slandering yeah. them, yeah. Um, is minimized. A good, a healthy debating culture is one where the exact points of all the sides are clearly understood by all the sides, and that is what is actually being addressed. Because mm -hmm. that's another thing that you find very common. A lot of people are not actually addressing what someone is saying. They are addressing a misrepresentation of so what someone is saying. And they so have not really a, understood the topic. Yes, and no, this is even the self-deceiving part. The self-deceiving part is that you are now winning an argument against the misrepresentation of someone's points. So you win the you argument. you feel like you are right. No, but of course you, you win. The win. That's exactly yeah. why it's called a straw man. Because if it's a straw man, you will win. Do you understand? We actually have to have the culture of making a person's argument repeat. We have to ask ourselves what exactly is this person saying. If you are talking, you know, before we talk about how, I'm already getting to how we can do this. But really, what it should look like is a place where everybody's points is well understood and is actually being addressed. Good. So... We started from, we said understanding, we said progress, and then what was the first one? Again? Relationship, progress, having a good relationship. Yes, and progress. then relationships and, don't spoil. Yeah. So now then. let's think, let's see, how do we now get to that point? How okay. is it actually possible? Okay, so you said it's um, it's doable. Like, it's do to, to a large extent. To a large extent, yes. Extent, it yes. Yeah, it's so, can, it cannot be taken care of completely, but it's doable. It's, we can make it better. Okay, so how? What, what do you think would be ways to have here? Okay, one of the first things that comes to mind is the fact that when you're talking to someone, you have to assume that the person knows something that you don't know. Yep. You know, our generation is actually a very proud one. Right? It's very recently. Pride is, you know, pride is one of the seven deadly sins. And it's one that is killing our generation. Our generation actually is a very proud one. Every Almost everybody assumes that they know more than others. Mm -hmm. That is the spirit of virtue signaling. Read a book. <laughs> read a book. Mm -hmm. And people that say you read a book don't read books. And even when they read books, they don't read the books to understand. Yeah, reading it to get the point they used to come yeah, and argue. Yeah. In our generation, everybody assumes. I, I, I used to be like that, but that has changed. And that's why sometimes in the past that I've gotten into debates online and people now come to me after and say, ah, you know, you shouldn't have considered so easily. Like, you shouldn't have agreed what she's saying and what that person is saying and everything. And I, and when, when they say it, it's really true because i found out that I'm, I'm actually quick to agree with people mm. but that's not a sign of weakness on my part it's not because of that is that i always want to assume that this person knows something that i don't know it makes it makes me want to listen to them mm -hmm. and it helps me not to misrepresent their points and so what happens is that the instinct to assume that the reason why the person is saying what they are saying is because they are stupid or because they are immoral it dies if you assume that this person knows something I know, I don't know. Yeah. If you assume that this person has something that I don't have, and you actually listen, that instinct to to want to just say they are saying what they are saying because they are stupid or because they are immoral or they have bad ethics or something, that's the reason why they are saying that. Mm -hmm. That thing dies, and then you can actually hear what they are saying. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that frustrates people, and there's nothing that gets people emotional more than them feeling like as if um, they are not getting their point across. Yeah. You know what makes the debate get fiery and terrible and all that is the emotions yep 
it's is the emotions the behind the logic is the way people are feeling even down to i think down to people get you know you know there's a way i don't say sometimes it's childish remember in, in secondary school let's say yeah i give you someone and then someone will be hailing you at the back like, hey, and the other person will see another point and they will hear you and then and then i think that's one of the things about twitter savagery that i i, I don't like like maybe someone, Twitter, Facebook is terrible to Instagram. Actually, Facebook is it's all social media. Okay, Reddit, all those places, they are terrible. When someone makes says a statement and then the person responds emotionally as well, mm. where you leave the statement the person is making mm-hmm. and then maybe you start abusing the person. It's like maybe if you had if your head wasn't so big, you would have been able to <laughs> it used to pain now. Somebody will now say something like that. By then you have offshoot that no, this one I want to fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the emotions I think is one of the things that makes everything so much worse. Um, whoever the person is, the truth is that, and this thing I said, this thing I said is always true because you are born in a certain point at a certain time, at a certain point in time, in a certain place. There is no possibility, there is no way you could have seen all, all the, the angles, angles of, yeah. of a particular matter. And even if by some kind of miracle of unusual wisdom and intellectual capacity, you are able to see all the angles, everything from all the angles. There's another issue. You cannot have the same emotional attachment or the same sense of emphasis for all the perspectives. Because yep. it's possible for you to look at Nigeria and say, okay, I understand the northern perspective. I understand the, I've seen the northern perspective. I've seen the northern minority perspective. I've seen this perspective. I've seen that perspective. I've seen that, but I know all the perspectives. But you might not give the same attention or the same with to all the perspectives as they should have you might never have the same understanding you might understand it from a head knowledge point of view you won't have that experiential exactly emotional understanding of of what so you're not coming from the same so it's it's all it's all you have to it's, it's a truth you have to assume that somebody doesn't the person you are speaking to knows something sees something is feeling something that you cannot yes that you cannot feel, though you have not seen. You have to assume that. When you do that and you actually listen, right, the, emo- the, the debate will not be so emotional. Yeah. It won't be so slanderous and all that and all that, you know. That's one. Okay, I think um, for me, another very important part when um, addressing debates like this is to focus on the why, right? why whatever it is you're de- debating on what are you trying to achieve mm-hmm. what's the why um if it's that you are trying to force the person to um believe and understand your views that's really kind of childish because you know that is great you know how difficult it is for someone to force mm-hmm. their own views on you so why do you assume that you have what some kind of psych psychic abilities mm-hmm. to do that to another person mm-hmm. so you need to understand the why of what you're doing things mm-hmm. if you're trying to get the other person to at least have some understanding of mm-hmm. where you're coming from that's a better place to be at if you're trying to get both of you to get to a common um mm. mutually beneficial place mm. that's another good thing but you must always start from the why right why the two of you are doing it because if all you want to do is just express yourself and that's another thing most times when people have debates like that they are trying that's to true. express their frustration at that mm. moment right um, the why matters why matters it because if, if you're thinking of the why there are some conversations that you that you find that may not be worth it actually at that point in time you you already know and you could walk away because you know that 
at the end of the day, all, having this conversation. all you'd have I'm ended up doing is, yes, all you'd have ended only up doing is, emotional, only get, get and angry. here is where I will now say that people's wives betray them at the end of the day. Another thing that I will now say is a reason, another thing that we need to fix is the, um, what's the word? The fact that sounding like you know stuff or sounding savage or sounding is an in thing mm. everybody is looking to say the next mm. tweet that will yeah. go viral yeah. everybody is looking to give the next burn mm. do you understand mm. so that also contributes to where people are coming from mm. when they are coming to an issue to address it again and then another thing is another in thing is the um i, I don't know i keep forgetting the phrase this, the phrase moral Uprising, virtue signaling. virtue signaling, right? And politicians do this a lot. They always quick to bring out some statements or something in reaction to a certain thing. It just waters down your words because you're just saying it to just tick some kind of okay. Me, I want to have said what. And at the end of the day, um, you might have just said what you said, and it doesn't mean anything. This thing you just said now brings something to mind that I talked about a long time ago. That I discovered that it also helped me. To change a bit, the need to humiliate people. Yes, that need needs to die. And you know that need to humiliate people is I'm humiliating the other person to make myself, myself look superior. Some kind of there's that need way. to humiliate people. Is that need to beat people into agreeing? But there's one thing I found out: it doesn't work. It never works. Do you know why? I'm I'm yet to see one person that said, "Oh, I now believe this because." Yes, it doesn't work. Not, not even because it doesn't change people's minds and all that. It's because nobody will accept to be humiliated. Do you know one very funny thing? Entire nation's foreign policy, the entire drive of some nations, is based on the fact that they were once humiliated by some other countries and they don't want to ever be humiliated again. China, for example, became what they became because they did not want to ever be humiliated by the Japanese or by the West ever again. The entire foreign policy about Hong Kong, Taiwan, is just so that the West does not humiliate them. They love what brought about Germany's entire behavior in the second um, in, during the World War, early 20th century, and all those things because of the humiliation they went through in the First World War. This idea of you are trying to humiliate someone, you have to show a person that they are stupid, you are going to bring them down. You know what you are doing? You are causing more problems yeah. because that person will now go and use everything in their power not to be humiliated yeah not only that they're going to do everything possible to there's something very primal and instinctive about the need to not be humiliated that yeah. is deep inside us such yeah, that all your defensive you know, mechanisms even if you leave that up. argument now yeah. you're going back to study to research so that you can come back with more so there's, there's this you, meme of people and that thing came out during that will Smith period the meme of some people after a fight let's say after a burn they now go back and maybe their friends remind them of what they did. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> they want to go back and fight. Yeah. Oh, nobody wants to be humiliated. Yeah, so if you try to humiliate people, right, that you can be sure that discussion is not going to go forward. Do you know why? Mm. That person will now make it their life purpose yeah. not to agree with your points. If you make, if you tie people changing their mind on an opinion, if you tie it to their humiliation, they will never change their mind on that opinion. Yeah. You have to lost. separate humiliation yeah. from changing your mind. You have to enable people to still have their dignity when they are changing their minds. If you do that, I've noticed it works a lot. If you separate people's dignity from their ability to change from an opinion, and you enable people to still be able to change their opinion and still retain their dignity, you are going to have a lot more agreement. Because the person will still be dignified and still see your point. It will even be easier for the person to come to whatever understanding, understanding that you yeah. want. But you're not telling the person that if you agree, 
that this point is not true it means that you are less than who you are uh i will never agree yeah. see I will bring up every fallacy. I will bring up every emotional appeal. I will bring up every at home name. I will bring up every genetic fallacy in this world so just to just make sure that I am not humiliated. Yeah. Okay, so I, I think um, those, are, those are good ways that we could debate because we are always going to not agree on issues. Like, I don't even think I'm looking forward to a world where everybody has, we are all unity, we are all reciting the same, you know, things we are always going to be different people are always going to have different points of views mm -hmm. people are always going to have different so we need to find a way to yeah. be able to work shit out there's one, one other thing that even occurred to me yeah which is very very practical too and that's the point of whenever you're talking to someone make sure that the person understands your points make sure the person understands your points and you understand their points yeah if it's possible you can ask them do you understand i've, I've noticed this thing happens a lot Recently, I was talking to someone on social media and the person kept saying what I was not saying. I said, hold on. Do you understand what I'm saying? Can you repeat my point in three sentences? By the time the person summarized it, he was wrong. That was not my point. That's why you are repeating my one tweet with 10 tweets. You are responding to one tweet with 10 tweets. And you to do that, when you're talking to someone and I say, okay, to be sure that we're not just wasting our time, this is what I'm saying. Is that what you yeah, are saying? Because yeah, yep. this thing that happens when you're debating the conversation evolves and it now becomes about something else other than where you started you end from. up as in you, you start just from, it, it from evolves and then segues come and, and red herrings come and then before you yep. know it you are not seeing what you started from so it's always important to always keep conversations on topic ensure the person understands your point and ensure that you also understand the person's points if you can do that right it will be easy to have more rational conversations okay so now bringing it home because for the, the, the focus of the next series of episodes we are having is in um, difference between men versus women, mm -hmm. right? Um, so these debates of men versus women, like mm -hmm. I think um, in recent times, mm -hmm. they've always been very um, passionate debates. Mm -hmm. Why do you think so? Hmm. There's no way to not be passionate because there has been a lot of offense on both sides mm -hmm. and the offense always looms large in our minds so to speak and you know that thing that you're always saying that uh, social media has made it possible to co-share experiences mm -hmm. where you you experience things without actually experiencing them yeah because someone on social media shared it and then you are you are you are sharing you are you you saw what someone experienced person shares it and then you you get immersed in the person's, the experience, person's experience and then you now have a worldview based on that person's experience as if you yourself experienced that thing is a very human thing yeah. there's something very human in our experience it's one of the things is one of the ways that human beings are able to survive throughout this time right the ability to share our our ability to have abstract thinking, in fact, the other animals even have it, where you can share your experiences with other people and people can use your experiences to also learn and then don't have to suffer Change what your words come through. So mm -hmm. there's something very human about it. But social media has amplified that part of human um, existence, right? So, um, and all the offense that has happened between men and women, right? Because the truth is that human beings will offend each other yeah. for deliberate reasons and unintentional reasons that 
offense looms large in our minds. Mm. That offense looms so large that it prevents us from seeing the main issue, the main points. And then we begin to form factions around the offense, not around the core issues. Yeah. And so because of that, we the conversation is... Other, not fighting, with the, fighting against the Someone issues. is speaking and you are being triggered based on your PTSD. Yeah. You understand? There's some statements that this person makes. The statement is benign. But you are being triggered based on the pain and suffering that you have experienced in the past from the people or whatever represents that camp. Yeah. So the conversation will be emotional. Yep. They're only to that only to yes, they're only to sexes, male and female. Why were you stuttering when you were saying it? Because I didn't want to get into the political issue. It's so stressful nowadays thinking about this thing. It's too stressful. Don't mind me, I'm pulling your legs. I know. So <laughs> The there are only two sexes. Yeah. And so it's both sides that will be offending each other. I, that was for me. I think that was one, one of the major reasons, right? This same offense, I think, is part of the reason why we keep having these issues. And it's it's, I think it's also the underlying reason why there's prejudice against many lines mm. on the issue of race, mm-hmm. on the issue of tribe, mm-hmm. on the issue of um, socioeconomic class, right? When I experience some kind of issue, I have a problem with someone else. Mm-hmm. The first thing I do is I use whatever physical, the first physical thing I can use to um, separate the person to say, all, all men behave like this. Mm-hmm. If, for example, near nearest future, let's say all of us now become the same skin tone mm-hmm. and you do something to me. Next thing I'll say is all fat-nosed people behave like this. Mm-hmm. And there are always reasons for sections. There's, there's always, and I think one of the reasons, again, is you've gone through things with men, you've gone through things with women and um, you've been hurt, hurt, right? And so the thing just, you just use that to label um, everyone else. Now, this is not in any way to diminish the kinds of experience people have gone through, but I'm just wondering why there's always that fight. Like, we are the only for our species. I, I, I mix up the scientific terms. Like we are the only ones, there's no other Homo sapiens, at least at this point, particular point in time. We're the only ones that are occupying this earth at this particular point in time. And we are fighting each other so much. Like mm-hmm. make it make sense. We are not fighting each other on the basis of race. We're not fighting each other on the basis of gender. We are just fighting each other and we just like I don't know if we'll ever get to a point of world peace. I don't think we'll ever get to a point of world mm. peace. I don't know. But yeah, I think that's part of the reason why um, that happens. But I think it's still necessary mm. for us to, for peaceful coexistence, right? Um, you can't burn, I can't burn your camp and think that the fire won't touch me. Mm. And you can't burn my camp and think that the fire won't touch you. Like we don't have any other home. You know, apart from that, disagreements are even, are even important. We need to be able to talk to each other. One of the reasons is because the fact that we can't see each other's perspective means that there's always something that we're lacking. And it means that to cut out every difference of opinion yeah. is to shut ourselves off from benefits that we can have as a society. We, need, we must have meaningful conversations. Yeah. If not, we will not survive. Yep. What I'm not seeing, someone has to tell me what I am not seeing so that I can factor it into the way I'm going to view the world. What that person is not seeing that I can see, I have to be able to bring it to the table so that we can all move forward as a people. It's important. There's no way around it. We have to have conversations. Okay. So next episode, we're going to go deep into 
this conversation. So we're going to apply this to the men women thing. Yes. Yes, we're going deep into it. So next um, episode, we're going to be answering the question, right? Is there a difference between men and women? And then we'll go deep into it. Okay. So uh, guys, um, after we posted the first um, episode, someone told me that um, what to say after is to tell them to like, subscribe, and share. So now I've learned <laughs> that as, as I'm not a podcaster. I'm happy for you. So please like, share, right? What else? Like, share, subscribe. subscribe with someone. Thank you guys very much. We'll see you at the next one. Thank you for listening to the Sam and IJ podcast. You've reached the end of another episode. Please like, share, subscribe, and we'll see you at the next episode.